0: Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd, plus, da 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 you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets, and so many big names. It would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now.
2: Booyah! G. Bush is sick. Jason's drunk. Jason's in happening. the witness protection <laughs> program. He was um, the one. I finally <laughs> believed in you. I believed in you people. I put you to
0: go to the Super Bowl. And you lost in the first game. The first game.
2: I picked you to go to the Super Bowl. Me, the guy who's dead inside. Who's dead inside. Told you. Mm. <laughs> I, was, there was, I said on the show when you picked them, I haven't been shocked by anything else. At a greater degree than you picking the Browns to go to the Super Bowl. Never now, again. Gee, Never again. I'm even done. more I mean, than me throwing up on the air. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, a, might, that might that might be one in one A. <laughs> uh, hey, look. Oh, uh, the sun came up. Uh, life goes on. And you know the drill. Maybe next year. A lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about today. But first, let's get the read out of the way. Off the top, so we can dive into all of our topics. Go ahead, Mikey.
1: Yeah, obviously not the weekend we wanted, so we're going to dive right into it. (laughs) Two hours of Brown stuff. We're going to figure out what went wrong and everything else. But first, FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. If you want to bet on NFL teams that don't include the Cleveland Browns, you better be doing it on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets, Guaranteed. Just by placing a $5 bet, that's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose for new customers. And the best part about FanDuel, it is so easy to use. They have the live same-game parlays, which you can find in the new Explorer tab, or the Parlay Hub, which is by far the best and easiest way to find popular parlays and so much more. So make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL and our guy, Tyvis Powell, won $432.58 this weekend on a three-part <laughs> same-game parlay, three different same-game parlays. He had the Pacers. Michael Porter Jr. and Nikola Jokic overs. He had Giannis Unders, which he is shocking. He bet against Giannis? His, which is, that was the most surprising thing about yeah. the ticket to me. And then he had Anthony Edwards, Kawhi over threes, Westbrook over rebounds, Leonard over threes, which all hit. So shout out to Tyvis for turning 10 bucks and a 430 nice. bucks. If you have a winning ticket on FanDuel, make sure you tweet it at us. Send it to me on Twitter. But. Uh, guys, let's get right into it. it By was, the way, uh, I can't believe
2: Giannis was held to the end. They scored like 300 points collectively, or damn near, almost 290. That was weird. So good on, on yeah. Tybus. For A, going against his heart. His favorite player. He thinks that Giannis starts every game with 30. <laughs> yeah. Um, so shocking. somehow he, he made the right call. So congratulations to him. Now what I want to know is how many of these he's played. Because in the text group to us, he said, yeah. I finally hit yeah. <laughs> on one of these same gay parlay game parlays. So congrats to him. Uh, yeah, the Flacco fairy tale struck midnight and it struck midnight in a very, very, like a thud. Uh, it arrived, um, at about five o'clock or five 30 Eastern time on Saturday, bull, you really wanted to kind of give an opening statement, Well, but I so. think you
0: should go first, Jay, because you're the most diehard Browns fan here today. So I feel like you should go first. Okay. Um, I know you weren't
2: expecting that, but... That's I'm a, fine. Yeah, yeah, I thought G would, I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. G said Friday, if they lose, he ain't coming in. <laughs> <laughs> he is and sick. What's funny is, it's Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. And everybody on the staff agreed, we've got to do a show. Yeah, right. can't take Monday off. It could potentially be our biggest day ever. Yeah. If, of course, we all were predicting a win. So G, as the card-carrying black member of the, of the on-air staff, said, I co-sign it. Yeah. You can work on MLK Day, swervy derv. He's not here. <laughs> Him and Earl. He says, he says he's hurt, We, we uh, injured, he's got a, a stomach flu. We get well soon, G. But I can tell you this, this portion of it's not going to get better tomorrow. Um, disappointed for sure, um, but I hadn't quite bought in to the level of craziness and hype and excitement that I think a lot of Cleveland fans had. Um, I had them winning in the first round and then losing in the next round anyhow. And I didn't care whether it was, I didn't care who it was to. I just felt like, unless it was Pittsburgh, um, I, I just felt like they weren't going to go past one game anyhow. Sometimes you get hung up in the results. And I think that's what happened to us here. We were intoxicated on the results, and we weren't, so we weren't looking at the journey exactly. There were things about the journey that we wildly overlooked. Um, and I think we're all guilty of it. We said last week, Flacco's kill pill is the interception. It will be the fatal flaw of this team whenever this season ends. It will be because of his bugaboo, which he has never really been able to escape, and that's the interceptions. Uh, He fooled us in the regular season because he was able to do that. I think what happened with Joe, guys, is that the the pressure of the moment finally got to him. Um, He played so free and easy. He said in all the pregame interviews, this is fun, this is easy, there's no pressure. I do believe that he felt pressure, but I also believe that, and I have to give credit where credit is due, I think the Houston Texans coaching staff coached circles around all of the Browns' coaches on Saturday, not just Kevin Stefanski. I thought Jim Schwartz was coaching with a bag over his head. I, I don't know where the adjustments were. They continued to gash us over and over and over again with the exact same kind of plays. Um, so on my level of disappointment, if I have to, you know, I I think I was more disappointed a couple of years ago with the Kansas city loss, no question, because we were closer and we were at least in this game, um, that game, that game, yeah, I I didn't expect we would get blown out. That was a complete surprise, but I had said last week, it's not going to surprise me if the Browns lose. Uh, one other thing, uh, CJ Stroud is him. There is absolutely no question about that. Um, He plays in the big moments. You either revert to who you are or you step up a notch. Um, I think Joe Flacco reverted to who he was and I think C.J. Stroud stepped up a notch. Um, Tremendous, tremendous young player. I think I'm more disappointed about this, guys, than the actual loss itself. In watching this game, I watched assets that the Texans were able to acquire from a move that we made that we thought was going to put us on this track. And it may still end up that way, but 40% of the hay is in the barn, and right now it stinks. Um, Can he resurrect that second half against Baltimore into a full season? Well, the answer has to be yes, because if he doesn't, this thing ends in a total dumpster fire disaster. But it was hard for me to watch assets that the Texans acquired through our picks beat us, and now they're here and we're here, and we've got Deshaun Watson for three more. And uh, I, I hope it has a happier ending than it than it feels like it's going to have on this day.
3: Well, I wrote that after the game, and it did not make a lot of people happy. That they, well, people were killing you. I had to, I had to defend wait, you on Twitter. what did oh, you? That, you do what that? did you
2: write that people <laughs> hated? Uh, I
3: wrote that the Texans used the. With Deshaun Watson trade to build themselves up and get back here. That's
2: not a lie.
3: And that it's the, not now. The two most important pieces had nothing
2: to do with that trade. That's Stroud, C.J. Stroud,
3: C.J. Stroud, yes. Yeah. But and and I wrote that like you know the
2: <laughs> C.J. Stroud didn't play defense. Their but, defense crushed us.
3: I mean, I don't want to get too far down the path, but I wrote basically that the Browns they traded you their franchise quarterback, and they made it back to the playoffs and won a playoff game and won their division before
2: you did. It's right. embarrassing. It is. That's that's and, terribly embarrassing. And look, I, I get this. I've learned
4: this during the course of this show for sure. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: Fan bases more and more because there's so much available for them to pick and choose for what they want to consume. Yeah fan bases don't want to hear the truth well yeah i mean sure and and i've always known that that's the world it is no it is but politics and and i've always (laughs) known that by the way i've always known that but i've been it's worse now it is far worse now that's the point i'm trying to make there's more options there's so many more options there's so much information available and this we proved this when we asked the question who's the best gm in cleveland and the winner Owner. of that Owner. question was Jimmy Haslam. Owner, you mean. Owner. What? Yeah. I said GM, right. my bad. Owner. that was
0: before this season, I think. That was before this
2: We're season. Early. Oh, my so God we said, in heaven. Who's...
3: I missed that day. Oh. I'd have thrown something I, to the team. Said I said at the time,
2: I uh, the, the chat to me at that, uh, on that day, not individually, but I don't, I don't go there anyway, but collectively I said, they've lost all credibility with me. all Any credibility they had. Um, and as we've continued to post polls, what I've noticed wins is what they want, not yeah. what they have. Yeah. And so I'm sorry that they attacked you. Oh, they I don't care. will likely attack me. I don't care. I know you don't care, and neither do I. Um, Skip Bayless always used to say, I'm here to tell the truth that you don't want to hear. Yeah. And a lot of people don't want to hear the truth. I mean,
3: I have the bedside manner of a construction worker. I'm aware of that. Yeah. So, and it is what it is. I, I don't really care. I, I
2: get it. I know you don't, and... and you wisely shouldn't even look at it um, if you were smart. I just think that in this day and age where we are with so much information available, fans talk themselves into, oh, yeah, we're, we got this. Yeah. We're, well, we're delusional. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah,
3: I mean, I didn't think they are going to win, it, but I truly did think the Browns were going to get there. I, look, I really and there did. Were,
2: there were elements of your argument Friday that made sense. Yeah. Uh, on, on the surface, the defense had been playing like a championship defense. Here's what we ignored. And by the way, of all of the things that's happened this season, the most perplexing things to me is the difference from the defense home and away. Yeah. and I, to, I, I can't explain
0: it. I, I thought there was – you know, my thoughts on the game, that was ultimately the biggest disappointment was how garbage the defense was. Yes, mm-hmm. agreed. And, and yeah, yeah, Joe Flacco ultimately put the nail in the coffin with that first pick six. He did. But – I, bl- I blame the, the defense as a whole even more than you. I blame Joe I couldn't, Joe agree, 100% I couldn't agree Because more. their performance in the first half was... Im- I, mean, I Embarrassing is not a bad enough word. I mean, no. it's embarrassing to call their defense embarrassing in the first half. That was as bad a defensive performance as I've ever seen in a half of football, especially considering what we thought. And it wasn't just us. You talk about the bias of media, fans, whatever. Across the country... Every, even if even the, even the people that picked, and the majority of the national media picked the Browns. There were certainly people that picked the Texans. I, I don't believe there's a single person that thought the Texans were going to win like that.
3: No. Never. No,
0: no. no way. No way you thought they'd win that way. They the, won by 31 points. The defense was disgusting. Every single member of that defense, not named JOK, right. was hideous. Yes. Not a single other player on that defense played well. He was incredible. I mean, he... The only plays they made were him. Yeah. He looked and, like an all-pro. Yeah. He, by the way, there were 4 tackles for a loss by the Browns in this game. He had 3. Yep. The only one that wasn't him was the one where he where the guy got away from him in the backfield. He and Tomlinson a- got the tackle.
2: They were all for because oh, of him. Oh, was that still a tackle yeah. for a loss? Because I thought he got past the line of scrimmage on that play. No,
0: no, no, he didn't. He, he just oh, got okay. He okay. just got a little closer to yeah, the Yeah, right it would right.
2: have been a 10-yard loss. Because right. J.O.K. It's- was a heat-seeking missile.
0: He was a monster. The rest <coughs> of the defense was disgusting. And the way the season ended, this was a fun season. It's hard to think about it now as a fun season. You're right. Because it ends in disgrace and embarrassment. You're right. The season was fun. We were able to enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. But when it ends like this, if they had lost a heartbreaker, last second field goal of the Texans, we'd obviously all be disappointed. Where they fought hard. Right, but you wouldn't feel like this. I mean, no. this was beyond embarrassing. Yeah. It, it was disgusting.
3: Flacco in the first half. F- playing well. 15 to 19, 172 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Quarterback rated 121. Like, Flacco, the pick sixes were devastating. That's not – he, he – the, fir- I want to the be first careful one how especially, like, where was he well, He was trying to throw it away, and it was terrible. The, I, yeah, the, was, the, pick, <laughs> the pick sixes are why they are, are a huge reason why they lost. Joe Flacco's not why they lost. The defense is why they lost. Does that make sense? Like, no, I know it,
2: it, it does make because sense, and I think
3: we all agree Flacco with that. Flacco was terrific in the first half. The first pick six was dreadful. It was the worst throw he's probably made. It was, it was P.J. Walker-like. And he said he was trying to throw the ball away, and he just didn't have enough arm strength to get it there. The second pick six. should have just taken a sack on that one. Probably. Yes. But the, the second pick six is because of the defense. Like, the defense was so bad, it put you in the position, you have to go for it on fourth and a mile. Right. But you're down by so much because of the first yeah. pick six. It Which just they became ha- a snowball effect. I saw people effect. criticizing
0: Stefanski for going for it there. You're
3: the, the defense playoff. has been terrible. You're down 17 in the playoffs in the second half. Yeah, exactly. So
1: you, yeah,
2: you have to go for it there. Quick, Mike needs to do another read. Right?
1: Is, that, is that what well, it is? Well, yeah, I just, want, I just want to ask because we're going down the next line here, which is totally fine. But uh, if you're watching, we do appreciate you guys. all the support all season. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Are you guys all blaming the defense then if you're going to cut a slice of blame? why yes. yes. Is that definitely – 90% the
3: of the ball? blame for this goes on the defense and parse it up however you want. Yeah, I don't run. know
2: if I – because I, I split mine between coaches, staff, defense, like Flacco, everything. Um, I even gave injuries 10% because if, if you're – when the Browns had healthy tackles, their run game was very, very good. When they lost the tackles, their run game completely disappeared. And we've said this all season. When you're one-dimensional, you've got one foot in the Elgrave. You're, you're halfway to cooked. The Browns, and I know that they were able to win in the regular season that way. But the playoffs are played completely differently, as we saw yesterday and, and earlier on Saturday. The playoffs are a different beast. And when the Browns couldn't establish a run game, the Tex- it was easy for the Texans because they knew what the Browns were going to do and they were able to stop it. I, I, I blame more than
0: anybody else. And I'm sure there's a lot of people up in arms and I don't give a rat's ass. Miles Garrett, oh, I yeah? blame more than anybody else on this team. He talks all the time. He wants to be a defensive MVP, wants to be MVP, this and that. Meanwhile... He no-showed in this huge game. And after the game, he's like, well, we should have adjusted. I don't want to hear about that, Miles. Everybody has plenty of blame to give Sh- Drew Schwartz fine. I don't want to hear that from Miles Garrett, guys. When that game is over, if you're the defensive player of the year, it's on me. Yep. You got, I don't want to hear about double teams. I don't want to hear about Nothing. You, when you're the best player, if you're the best defensive player in the league, you have to make an impact in the games that matter. And he made no impact. He did nothing in this game. Did he have any pressures, Mike? He
1: one, had three, three QB hurries.
0: That's not a pressure. Then no. No pressures. None. He had the one so. play where they threw the ball. You know, it. it was nothing. He did nothing. He did not lead. He did not play great down the stretch. I don't give a rat's ass if he wins Defensive Player of the Year or not. I hope he, he does, does it now. He sucked in this game. He was – and, and so was Michael Parsons, by the way. He sucked for Dallas, too. Yes, he did. I don't care. He was terrible. I don't care what his pass rush grade is. I don't care about his PFF grade. I don't care what it was. He was terrible, and, and he – the team feeds off of him. He did nothing, and they did nothing. The only player that played was JOK. Garrett sucked, and he's the leader of that defense. I'm not blaming Jim Schwartz for it all. You want to blame him? Fine. Miles Garrett, to me, is more to blame than anybody
2: else. And my criticism of him for a long time has been he doesn't seem, and he, I'm not saying he doesn't make big plays. He does at big moments. But to me, if I'm going to use a baseball analogy, he's the guy who hits a three-run home run when you're down 9-1 to one in the sixth. It doesn't do much for me in that situation. And this team, and this is an overall picture, but he's partly to blame for this. What is this team missing? It's missing fire and brimstone. And and I I, I, I say that because when I was watching the Rams and the Lions last night, I thought, you know, if there's any coach that I would take right now in the NFL, it would be Dan Campbell. He is fiery. His players respond to him. He has the ultimate belief in his players. I'm
0: laughing, by the way, because because he 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 takes the points less than anybody.
2: I don't love that about him. Now, now, by, and by the way, yeah, the reason he does it is because he's got a great offense. His offense for a quarterback that a lot of people have given up on, and and honestly. Is playing at an MVP-type level. By, by the Didn't way, get the credit this year that he deserved. By the way,
0: only Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes have more postseason wins quarterbacks under 30 than Jared Goff. Than Jared Goff. He's tied with Jared. Stunning. He's
2: tied with Josh Allen for third most under 30. What, what impressed me most watching that game was yeah. there was fire on both sidelines. Oh, yeah, sure. And, and, look, I know that, to me, the Tom Landry top hat, arms folded, never shows emotion, that's good. In the 1970s, in today's NFL, I just feel, and that's why I think Campbell and and McVay are both so successful, and their teams love them. That that game was one play. I thought that holding play cost the Rams the game last night. That holding penalty. You could ticky tack. Maybe you know, was it a holding? It happened to be on a player who makes a difference in big games, mm-hmm. and so he got the flag. Mm-hmm. But it put them back ten yards. And they had to punt, and they that was it. They couldn't get the ball back. I love the emotion. I, I know that Jim Schwartz is kind of that guy, but he's not the head coach. And his defense can rally around that, but for some reason, the big knock on Miles all along is he's not the leader type. He's not the leader type. I'm sorry. When you're the best player on your team, you better learn how to lead. And it better be vocal and not through your actions i want a ray lewis coming through the tunnel with the antics and getting everybody on their feet i want a ray lewis in the huddle on the sidelines after a 90-yard drive ripping every single guy on the defense a new one because they probably need it and this team doesn't have that they don't have it at the head coach they don't have it as an offensive leader they don't have it as a defensive leader and i thought houston Houston Ryan's funny. He's not that guy, but his players love him. And I think they have players on the team that will take that leadership role. But I here's my fear. Stefanski's going to win coach of the year and Miles Garrett's going to win defensive player of the year. I that's my fear. Listen, this and is, neither deserve it. Well, I listen, I think Kevin I still think
0: Kevin Stefanski deserves it. It's a regular season award. yeah uh, Cole, he he yeah. went up against the
2: guy who he's a finalist with and God
0: Boat race, that coach. I, I hear you. I think in the end, he had a much better quarterback that played a role. I still think Kevin Stefanski's a very good coach. Uh, I don't. I would. I, I'm not going to change my mind on Kevin Stefanski based on one game. He is 0 and two in the playoffs. Now. He he does get uh, a ding for it. There's no doubt. I mean, gotta be he's got to be criticized. He's got to win over. He's got to win in the playoffs sometime in the next couple of years. Correct. I'm yes. certainly not replacing him right now. Right. But he's got to win in the next two years. I mean, he's got to win there. Otherwise, you got then you got to move on. Because eventually you got to win in the playoffs, you know. Marvin Lewis won a lot of regular season games, and I like that as a Bengals fan because they had been bad before Marvin. But he got to the
2: point where it
0: was great. But eventually he kept losing in the playoffs early, and I was like, "Well, well, you got to move on." Yeah. And and so same thing here. I'm not nearly at that point with Stefanski, and I get it. You know, we we were lauding him for him his staying calm all year and not being too emotional. I thought I thought Dan Campbell. I love you know I like Dan Campbell. He's grown on me. I thought he cost him the game against Dallas because he was too emotional in that game, and that could happen too. So kudos to Dan Campbell. I don't want to – for me, this is – I'm not interested in – listen, Stefanski deserves blame. Just He's the head coach. He deserves some blame too, no doubt about it. Uh, But not to the point where I'm going to fire him after that. No, I I, I don't think –
2: there are some that want him fired. I think that's silly. Yeah, That's just
3: silly. You can't pretend to be something you're not. And when you talk about being the fiery emotional guy – that's not Kevin and that's not Miles. Then the so Browns I don't better them, draft some. Well, I don't want them to pretend to be something they're not because you're really going to get in trouble if you start going down those types of roads. I've said from day one with Miles, if you want to lead, then lead. And, you know, people want to throw tomatoes at me for the OTAs thing. But, and I'm not saying that has anything to do with sure. Sarah. Right, right. Obviously, it does not. It, but I go back to the conversation I had with him where he watched the last <laughs> dance and he loved it. And he was mesmerized by Michael and he was mesmerized by the way that he led and he wanted to lead. So if you're going to lead, lead that means showing up to everything. That means taking the blame at the podium on that's Saturday. Right. Like you said, stand there and saying, I wasn't good enough. That's on me. You don't yeah. skirt the blame. That's Greg, ridiculous. Greg Newsom did the same thing. You don't No, You stand up there and you yeah, say, wasn't a good look, I, I wasn't good way, enough. For either one of them. I no. wasn't good enough. Put this on me. That's what you do as a leader. That's right. And then you go out the next time and you're better. And you know, We, and throughout the whole second half of the season, and I, I still think this is true, I don't want to get lost in the emotion of a loss where you say, well, Miles has doubled more than anybody else, and, you know, look at the advanced metrics. Those are all true. It's all, that's still true. What's also still true is that the numbers still went down, whether it was the shoulder, whether it was something else. I've said in the past, I felt like there's nothing left to play for in Cleveland by the time you get to December. It's just hard to keep yourself engaged. That certainly wasn't the case this year. We don't know how much the shoulder had to do with it, if it really was the injury. Whatever the reason is, right there's the evidence. Mike's got it on the screen, and it happened again this year, whereas the season went on the last few weeks. The numbers didn't support everything else.
0: He's the best player in football in in September and October.
2: That doesn't do you much good. That's not not good enough. And that might be why he's a great player on a team that's had no playoff success.
0: Yeah, I mean... There's no doubt. What's weird is we talked about the, how this team had been so soft forever. They This year felt like they were a tough team. They were a different team, and they, play, and they didn't look tough at all. They, they were completely soft in this game.
3: I couldn't believe how slow they looked defensively in that oh my entire game. Brevin Jordan, the backup tight, tight end, end, is yeah. running away how from people. How
1: does he go? What was it, 80 yards? 76. 76 yards. I did find how does that out real, real quick on Jordan. He played running back. For most of his life, and was too big to play running back in the NFL. So it's he not should like this never is go just, uh, 76 yards. On I, I, not, I agree, I agree, but he's definitely not the normal speed of a tight end. I just no, I understand yeah.
2: that, but I'm sorry, he shouldn't go 76 yards. Look like
3: on guys anybody. were jogging. Looked the like the Browns
2: were had jogging. the lead.
0: Both times they took the lead, they had it for like a minute. Yeah, yeah, and it just gave it
2: right back. Yeah, they had the lead twice you know, in this game. They, believe they talked or not. about it briefly in the telecast, and I was glad they did because it's something that I've noticed during the course of the year. At times, I thought Indy used it very, very well to their advantage we are a fly to the football defense that's Jim Schwartz's style I understand that but when you get away from discipline assignment oriented defense this is what happens you get gashed for huge plays and they said it on the telecast and I was glad they did What the Texans did, I thought the Colts did it very, very well. I thought the Seahawks did it early against the Browns and then for some reason went away from it. The
1: Rams did too.
2: The Rams definitely used it. Now, the Rams do that against everybody, but the Rams absolutely exploited this about the Browns. Get the flow going one way, and you got 11 orange helmets coming. And then the the left side of the field or the right side of the field, whichever one, is wide open. And what stunned me, and I think this might be what Miles was talking about, they didn't change it. Like, I think Jim was like, this is the hand I'm holding, and I think we can win with this. And the Texans just kept saying, okay, if you're going to buy these misdirection fakes, good luck to you. Yeah. We're going to burn you the other way. And they did it time and time and time and time again. But, they saw that, I think, yeah. in the Rams tape. Right. And they said, okay, that's the, that's the blueprint to beat these guys. But
0: ultimately, they couldn't get any pressure, and they couldn't cover and those are two things they did well all year was get pressure Bull. and cover. Yeah. They couldn't
2: do either. How do you explain it's the biggest point differential allowed, yeah. home and away, in the NFL since 1982? I, I, I can't explain. Someone I jokingly joking. put in the, te- in the text, it's almost like they're cheating I at all. That. I said that.
0: I said, are they now cheating? Listen, I
2: don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to point any allegations. No, I don't know. But... I'm not going to because it's, it's pretty much impossible to cheat unless somehow you're doing the what I'm told is impossible, and that's stealing the other team's communication I, channel. I, I think there's
0: some, you know, two of the games, he, like, I think we have to do a deep dive into it to see if we can find something.
1: And we're going to do that, by the way, Bull, I'm on it. I got my yeah. best guy, a.k.a. I, me. Okay. It. I Congrats know two
0: me. of the games where Denzel Ward didn't play and their secondary just got okay. torched.
3: But, you know, maybe... I I I don't think that there is. There's not one answer. No, no, no. It's. I think it's a multiple. But there's something. It's a little bit here and a little bit there. Because
2: it's not. Look, if it was two games at home and two games on the road, that's an anomaly. Yeah. But when you're eight and one, on, at home, and you're allowing seventeen, 17 points. points a game, no, fewer 14. than you are on the road. Oh yeah, right. And you're three and six on the road. That's that's not an anomaly. That is a trend. That is that is baked into the DNA yeah. of this team. And I don't know how else to explain it. You know, Ma- Our crowd's good. Detroit's crowd last night was unbelievable. Yeah, it's not
0: just the crowd. It, no, that, it can't that just could, be the that crowd. That plays
3: a small role in it, sure. But. You know, Mary Kay mentioned last night we were on, uh, Mary Kay and I did uh, Nick, with Nick on uh, Sports Channel Tonight. 3's wrap-up yeah, show. Channel 3's wrap-up show, thank you. And Mary Kay said, you know, she thought something had to do with the fact that Look at the quarterbacks that the Browns played at home versus on the road. And I think there's a little bit of merit to that. Burrow was hurt okay, at home. Maybe. Clayton Toon was here. Simeon was here. You know, they had a lot of, of lower end quarterbacks at home. And they had, you know, I mean, Lamar Jackson. They also Jackson had Brock out. Purdy at home. They did have Brock Purdy at home. That was like the last really good one but that I lost went back McCaffrey and McCaffrey and he lost There were some injuries there. And that's why I'm saying there's not just one definitive answer or else yeah. the Browns would have figured it out and solved it. You know, when Trevor Lawrence was here, he was beat up and on one leg. And although he played better than I thought that he would. He moved better than I thought that he would here. But I don't think that there's one specific answer of this is why. Right. Because the Browns are well aware of it too. And Kevin was asked about it yesterday. He's like, you got to give me some time on that one. Like, you got to pull that apart and look I, at that. I think the well, real I'm glad question, that was his
2: answer. Guys,
0: I think the real question for the offseason is which is the real defense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's and probably somewhere in between. Well, that is the question. because but that's well, what the we need to know.
2: That we, and we said that the hardest thing to carry over, it's like the bullpen in baseball. Yeah. Defense doesn't always transition year to year. A good offense oftentimes does. But I don't know what we have on defense. And that's troubling because we thought that side of the ball was healthy. That, it was? You know, the, for the most part, the injuries happened on the offensive side. Yeah. So that part, that side of the ball was healthy. They had been playing well. And, you know, I think there is something to that. The Jets at home, okay. They're middling. They're bad. They're, you know, you're supposed to beat up on them. Uh, I think they had Jacksonville at home, or were they on the road? They had yeah, Jacksonville, Jacksonville at, home, at home, and Lawrence was – he played, but he wasn't Lawrence and hadn't been after even after the injury. So maybe there is something to that, but you're right. I don't know what the hell we have now on right. that side of the ball because the taste in our mouth that will not wash out in this offseason is we got cooked by a rookie in the playoffs – giving up 45 points. Now, I know 14 of those were not pick sixes, but my God, I don't know what we have. on. And by the way, before you go, Mike, one thing that really rubbed me the wrong way, and maybe I'm just being too critical, it was not a good look for Andrew Barry to be standing at the entrance of the locker room uh, dabbing everybody up. Good job. Great season. I just thought that was bad looks. I, maybe I'm... I didn't even... I didn't see that. I, like I saw that.
3: it. I, I had nothing wrong
2: with yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't I have just, an issue I with that. I just thought it was... I, I
3: that's, don't know. The, that's the totality of the season and thanking yeah. guys for, I that. for the I get that. There's a
2: time and place for that. I don't think after a 40... After you look like that... Yeah. I don't know how anybody can give you congratulations well, and flowers. I know it was for the season and not for the game. Just didn't sit well what with me. What,
0: what I thought was ridiculous was Juan Thornhill yesterday... <laughs> saying um well imagine how good we're going to be next year on defense is he even back uh, i mean he's he's been one of the biggest disappointments on their defense and
2: i don't know how uh, yeah
0: i mean I, I don't know oh we're going to be so good next year you're year. okay maybe why
2: why better next year
0: i mean he the point is they have the system now for a year the, a lot of the same guys are let me ask back. you this before my I don't goes care about real quick that right you guys
2: now. can give an answer because we're, we don't know what they are is this defense more the one that played the home games the nine home games, or the one that played the nine road games?
0: I think it's I. I think it's closer to the home, I but I don't think it's the home. I, I don't think it's that good, but I think it's closer to that. I'd say if you if you if you stuck a needle in between, I'd say it's on the the closer good, to home the
3: good side of
0: the needle. They're They're, but, better,
3: they're better than they are bad. I yeah, absolutely I, believe I they're better than they are
1: bad. Yeah. All right. I hope, we'll dive I hope into that's that a little more tomorrow, but quick, know. before we get to Joe Flacco and his uh, <laughs> ultimate demise here, even though it wasn't necessarily his fault, the NFL season may have wrapped up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook, and right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose for new customers. The app is easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, including... Live same game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explorer tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays and much, much more. So make sure you visit FanDuel.com/UCSS to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Guys, Joe Flacco, Jay, you called it the magic carpet ride. He had been on came to a end this past weekend. Not his worst game ever, but his worst game in a Browns uniform. Are you surprised more of the timing? That it happened when we all expected Joe Flacco to play his best, considering his postseason experience, more than the actual result itself. Jason, you want to start with that? Are you surprised that this is when Flacco's return to reality game happened?
3: I mean, yeah, I thought they were going to the Super Bowl. But also, I, I think it's really important to stress, like, he had two bad throws. And they were really bad throws. But I really don't think Flacco played all that terrible. Like, go back and, again, look at the first he half. He had a terrific first half. It was overshadowed a little bit by what they did defensively in the second or in, in how many points they were given up. But the, the worst throw was the first pick six. And we talked about, I already mentioned he thought he was trying to get it out of balance. He was trying to throw it away and he just didn't have the arm strength to do it. And it was a horrible throw. The second pick six was to me more a result of just the, you know, normally you'd punt that away. It's fourth and long. Early third quarter, you punt that away, or mid third quarter, I guess by that point. Mm-hmm. But because the, the situation of the game, because you're down 17 and you're running out of possessions, and you can't stop them on the other side, you have to go for it. I don't think that's a bad decision at all to go for that. And but it's a fourth down play, and now you're trying to force something. Now you, it's just it got to have it. You got to try and get something out of it. Certainly can't take a sack there, and then look what happens. It's a second pick six. So I don't think yes, like. It all came crashing back to earth. Yes, it did. But I still don't think that he was, like, this terrible, awful performance out of him. I thought he was still pretty good, actually. I did, too. He was great in the first half.
0: Yeah. He was great. However, that's not good enough. And the bottom line is, yes, I blame Miles Garrett. I blame the defense way more than I blame Joe Flacco. But we can't just say it's two throws because that first pick six was it. That was game over. I didn't
3: think it was. Oh, come on now. I didn't. I yeah. didn't. The second one was. I didn't think the first one was. I, I thought the first pick
0: six. The first pick six made the score what? Thirty. Seventeen.
3: They're down seventeen. They were down seventeen. Yeah. They, right. Right, right, the right, they were down ten. in the third quarter. Right. the reason I felt
2: 10. it was over is because, and, and and I could be wrong, but this is what Joe Flacco was probably thinking. Yeah. The defense wasn't going to stop Houston. No. And and I agree with you one hundred percent. We say all picks aren't created equal. Yes, you can't ignore the two in his stat line. You can't. It jumps out at you. However, I think you put an asterisk next to them and you say they were a result of no running game, none, and the fact that Joe knew he couldn't have a possession in which he didn't score. I, I don't think the I I don't think the first one he gets, he gets zero pass from the first on one, one first. is. No, all no him. pass. I'm not, all cool. the, I'm not saying there's a pass. I'm saying What's going on in his mind is we can't punt or we lose. Right, but here, here's the deal. With that first interception, okay, as awful as the defense was
0: in the first half, they stopped him three and out on that first drive in the second half. He had the ball already in field they goal range moving. or borderline field borderline. goal
1: range. 36-yard line. That, that's okay, field goal well,
3: it, it
0: probably needed With this another guy, 10 yards. Yes. With but this they guy. were borderline field goal range. Down 10. Browns score there, even if it's a field goal. It's a different game. I totally agree. And he, you want to, I I mean, listen, to me, that pick six, the game was over. That took the life out of the team, and they completely cratered after that. But you want to blame the
2: defense for the second interception? Listen, he still made the throw. Let me give you a scenario now, okay? He plays, because there's two games going on. We all know this. There's the game going on when the Browns have the ball, and there's the game going on when the Texans have the ball. The one thing that shocked all of us was the defense was absolutely abysmal let's just say for the sake of this discussion yeah that that defense played up to its ability or what we thought they would do and it's 17 to 3 browns at halftime that changes everything it changes the way you look at the game Uh, now you can say let's make it a field possession game put it in the hand of our capable elite defense and we don't have to take chances. And it doesn't matter. Sometimes you're down. That's part of the NFL. I know
0: it. And the good quarterbacks I make that. plays. Joe Flacco was not good enough. That's the bottom line. Listen, nobody said he yeah. was. And, and yeah.
2: I think we all are in agreement here. Yeah. He, he had a lot to do with the Browns losing this game. Yes. What we're saying is what I'm saying, and I think you are too, is if you at halftime, I felt really good about our offense. I'm like, you know what? They're, they're not going to be able to stop us either. We can't really stop them, but they're they're not going to be able to stop us. And I felt good about that. But the defense, every time they took the field, they were getting gashed one play after another. It was almost like C.J. Stroud was the 16-year vet. He looked – he just played up to the level that I was afraid he could. In the
0: end, when he had the ball there, that first possession of the third quarter, the defense had just made a stop, and they were only down 10. It wasn't I, panic I time that, there. Uh, no, I, they but, were very much in the no, game right there. No, it wasn't panic gear. time. And yeah. I
3: remember t- I told Zach in the press box, Zach, yeah. Jack, and I talked to players after the game who felt the exact same thing. Yeah. Just get points out of this drive. Right? you down 10. That's it. Just get points. And get that was a an bit all-time rhythm, bad decision. Of, Yes, it was. But even at down 17, I guess the point I'm making is yeah. if they come back and hit a big play and cut it back to 10, you still think they're in the game. So 17 didn't feel like the end to me. 24 was the end. The second pick six, it was over. I still did think still it was that was a terrible
0: over. throw by him.
3: It, it was, but it, it's a fourth down. He's under pressure. It's fourth and long. Like, I don't Jason, blame I'm him. I'm not
0: giving any quarterback a pass in that situation. you
3: got to make the play. You, I know it's a tough spot. What do you want? I'd love to see that play again. Like, yeah. what do you want him to do? It's fourth and forever. Yeah. You're, in, forever. you're under it pressure. Was like it, was and, it was fourth and two. No. The second pick it was.
1: It was third and one. They got stuffed on the the short yard. That's right. It was fourth and nothing. All right,
3: I take it back then. I thought it it was was like fourth and and 15. I think later
0: they went for a fourth and and long, but the The game was over. The pick six came on fourth
1: and two. That was a fourth and two.
0: He's got to make that play. Then I had the the wrong Joe Flacco gets no pass. Listen. I'm not
3: trying to give him a pass. Despite
0: throwing an absurd amount of picks in the last five weeks. We gave
2: him a pass for all of it because they won. Yep. So he gets no pass. They we lost. also. I think we also were of the mindset that that's how this is going to end. This We all said it, Friday, this Magic Card right. Right, if it ends, end, this is how it ends. with Joe Flacco Right. Yep. And, and ultimately that's exactly how it ended. The, yep.
0: the pick, picks wouldn't have killed him if the defense were terrible. But the defense had five. And who knows? If the defense had a three and out to start the second half, if Joe Flacco would have marched him down not throwing that pick and they would have gotten at least three points, Maybe the defense is – we've seen this defense play a bad quarter, not a bad half like that, but a bad quarter and turn it around. The defense might have played a great second half if they had scored. It would have been a one-possession game. It could have been a totally different game. We'll never know. But Joe Flacco, to me, failed in this game. He played great in the first half. He was trash in the second half when they needed him most. What percentage of blame do you give Joe and do you give the defense?
3: I give the defense ninety percent of the blame. Yeah, I
0: know you said ninety percent. I give the defense
4: seventy-five. I give them sixty. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: It was oh, so inexplicable. Well, I <laughs> I, I, I
4: spread mine out all over the place.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give I mean, him 60. I give Joe 20. Around. I think injuries, and, and, you know, we talked about them, and we were relatively healthy, but to me the two injuries that we didn't talk enough about during the year. And the reason we didn't was because our interior three of that offensive line had been so good that we just kept, it was, it was like smoke and mirrors, but the lack of good tackles is going to cost you at some point. And to me, it was like two flashing lights on each side of that line. They were horrible. They weren't blocking anybody. Joe had they pressure had in his face all day, and the run game, once again, was completely invisible. Played.
0: I don't give any pass to injury at all. Injury's a part of the game. The Browns had a lot. We talked about it all year. We said how remarkable the season was that they did as well
2: with injuries. Yep. I'm not giving them a pass for injuries. If we're going to blame them. There's the no D- pass. I'm giving them yeah. blame. I'm not saying there's no pass. I mean, they yeah. didn't get injured on purpose. It, it, you got injured. But at some point, yeah. the injuries take a I toll. I mean, it's not like Jedrick Wills was any good. At left tackle, Would you have taken him the last six games of the season? The, I don't I, know. Because I, we all agreed when he went out, oh, now he's playing well. Now he's hurt. Yeah, I don't know. He I just turned the season I don't around.
0: think the d- difference between Garrett Christian and, and uh, Jed Wills was why they lost. At
2: one point, I stopped watching the game because it wasn't entertaining. Yeah, I was watching it on mute. And I was list. just – I don't mean – I turned it off. I stopped yeah. watching the action, and yeah. I was just looking at the point of attack. Because <laughs> we talked about this after the Michigan game and why – how they rode – their dominant offensive and defensive lines to a championship. And oftentimes that's where you that's the point of attack. You've got to win there. I just starting started watching the offensive line and it was amazing to me. Well, how the, many breakdowns there were well, on the, every single play.
0: Well, the offensive line is a big issue going forward. They they are spending I probably, I don't know this for sure, but my guess is they're spending more on the offensive line than any team in the league. At, without a doubt, it's got to be top 5. And yet they're they're old, they're injury prone, and they're they're you know good but not great, and not good at all
3: at tackle. It's a concern. I I don't know how far down the rabbit hole my yeah we're going to talk more about that tomorrow. But but I I will just say that like and you're committed to these guys. You once you rework a contract, you're pretty much married to that guy. They they reworked both Joel and Wyatt last off season. Joel had a ton of injuries this year. Conklin got the extension. Conklin got the extension. I don't know if he'll ever play again. You're on the hook for $15 million for Wills for next year. So there's not a lot of outs here. Uh, and, you know, DeJuan Jones was far better than I, I think we thought that he could be as a fourth-round pick. I, I said all along it wasn't the physical ability. It was the maturity level. Well, he grew up quite a bit as the year went on as he was yeah. out there. But the question now is Can when he's massive, can his frame hold up over an NFL season? Sure. Can his mm-hmm. knees support how big he is over an NFL? So there's a yeah. lot of concerns with that, with that offensive line. Wyatt hurt himself again in this game. Antonio Joel had a. It's incredible that Joel. I was talking to Joel after the game. The fact that he played through that game with a high ankle sprain, high ankle sprain, was unbelievable. So and and he just said like all year long it was something. It was a back. It was a finger. It was well. He's at that getting older. He's at that age.
2: And and you know as much as we love him and what he does and he's still a Pro Bowl caliber player, uh, the one thing that you have to look at when you're putting a team together is you know how reliable are these. Players, and there were a lot of players on this team that weren't available this year. Now, not all of them were age related, but there were some. Some of it was age related. Well,
3: for Joel and Wyatt, the guards, particularly, to play through some of the stuff that they went through this year and some of the injuries they, they had. Yeah. Mike said I was texting with Mike and Paul well. yesterday. These guys are warriors, man. Yeah, it's, no, no doubt. The way that are. these guys keep. I remember I talked to Wyatt the one time. He's like, I can't leave the game, like no matter what happens. When they were really out of alignment, he's like. It was basically down to him. He said, I, it doesn't matter what happens to me.
2: I can't leave. I have to stay in the game. One of the things that Mike wanted to discuss this this morning, and I'm glad that it's on the list, is we had made a big deal about playoff experience, how important it was that Joe Flacco had this mountain of playoff experience and how because C.J. Stroud had none of it at the NFL level, even though he played in some very big games in college, that that wasn't going to translate. Do we look at that aspect of all of this differently? 48 hours after the fact?
3: No, I don't. I'm not going to either. Not because of one game. And and Stroud's numbers were terrific, and he played great. And all credit to him. He He's was special. great. I'm not taking anything away from it. The only point I'm making is the Browns didn't make it very hard on him. He was never under pressure. He was throwing to wide open guys. Wide open guys. It's never that he had to fit tough passes into tight windows. It was 35 well, yards to Dalton Schultz. The throw Scholes. that he Nico made. Nico Collins. That,
2: you got to give him credit for that. That was... He threw he that ball throwing, twenty-five feet in the air. He
3: was throwing to guys who were wide open. By the way, the, the first part. half could have
2: been worse. He overthrew
0: somebody. Dalton <laughs> Schultz. Well, yeah, no. well, Dalt dropped that one ball wide yeah. open. Uh, was it Noah Brown? A deep pass. He was no, wide Nico, open. No, it was no. Nico Collins. Oh, well, that was Nico Collins also. Yeah, listen, Nico Collins <clears throat> is way better. He's better than I thought he was. And Singleton played, played better than the you last too. Singleton played very well. Well, I said he played well down the stretch. I thought the Browns would stop him, but they didn't. Singleton played great down the stretch. Collins was fantastic. The, the Texans deserve a lot of credit. Yes. They kicked the Browns' ass yes. across the board. Yes. Tons of credit to them. I'm not changing. Like, yes, it's – in general, It experience matters. In general, experience is a benefit. In this case, it didn't so matter. You, uh,
2: There's exceptions to every rule. Jay, you, you're you not any more impressed with C.J. Stroud after what oh, he saw terrific. Saturday? he's no, terrific. No, I know, I, I know. No, but you were I, like, you know, he did what any quarterback could do. He no. threw to open guys. He didn't, he didn't uh, play above your expectations going at all? Back,
3: going back to the original question, did, did you change your mind on experience? No, I, I don't. I still think experience matters. I think CJ played great. I think he's a very special quarterback. I'm not taking anything away from him. The only point I'm making is the Browns didn't exactly make life hard on him. At what point did they have him under pressure? At what point did they have him feeling them? At what point did they have him making really hard throws into tight coverage? There were a couple
2: times where he had to step up in the pocket, move, but not much. For the
3: most part, I thought he just did whatever he wanted to do back there. And, And that was disappointing to see from the Brown side. And I'm not saying he couldn't do it under pressure. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying from what we saw... Browns didn't make life can very they win hard another on C.J. Stroud. One, the
2: Texans, or are they done? Oh, they definitely can win another. I Why mean, not? Yeah, uh, sure, they well, could. We don't know yes. who's left. Obviously, the Pittsburgh game is tonight. Pittsburgh
0: Buffalo. No, there's no reason they couldn't win again. I mean, Baltimore's a better team if they play Baltimore. So, I think mean, the other teams are better. They're but likely the going on. They're and,
3: likely going on the road now. A yeah, dome team matter. going outside. Yeah, you know we'll see what the weather's like if it's uh, Buffalo. Or- no, they're
0: definitely going on the road because Kansas City already won. They're either going to can <laughs> either they're either going to Buffalo, Kansas City, or right. nonic. They- yeah, Buffalo, right. Buffalo, Kansas, Kansas City, or Baltimore. Or Baltimore. One of those three yeah. places. Yeah.
3: yeah. So, yeah, they could. I don't know that I would pick them to win again. I just think I mean the Browns just I was so disappointed in the Browns in the effort. Guys were jogging on defense. Backup tight That's ends. I don't care who they are. Backup tight ends should not be running away know from who, me for six yards. I didn't know who number nine touchdown. was. That's we, that's pitiful. We talk about him all week. That's embarrassing. Well,
4: The Browns'
0: backup tight end had a big play. Harrison Bryant down the big play. Who played well? J.O.K., Njoku. David Bell. D- David Bell you know, and I, Harrison Bryant. That I was about thought, it.
2: even though his yards per carry weren't great, I thought Hunt came with his construction hat. He ran hard. He got the tough yards. He scored he's, the two touchdowns. Hey, he's found a role for himself. He's a short yardage back. He can't do anything else. No, but I, I, I love... Don't and, say and that. Let, let me, no, he can't. Oh, he can't. Oh, don't do say anything that. else,
0: but he's he's very good at that short yardage goal yes, line role. Because he,
2: yes. of his heart. I think it's because of his heart. You know who impressed me, who impressed you most? I know there's time for us to talk about it later, but there was was there one player that impressed you more than any other? Okay, okay. Not, no, even, not, not in that game. All the playoff games so far. Oh. Uh all the playoff games. Cuz my so Jared Lo- uh uh Jordan Love. Jordan Love was great. To me, I was already impressed with him. I was already on board. This Puka Nakua is unbelievable.
3: Yeah, he had a great game last night. He, yeah, th- but-
2: he plays w- at, at a fifth-gear speed all the time. Yeah, but
0: people were giving up on Jordan Love, and the guy's maybe been the best quarterback yeah, but- in football since December.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, Jordan Love had a really nice season. Yeah. I, 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 I think the, I think the biggest— In the beginning of the year, people were saying he was a bust. What was the biggest surprise overall for you?
3: Was it the Browns?
2: The Browns Because I normally would say the Browns to me the Cowboys
3: the Cowboys
2: being down twenty seven nothing at home. Was, I, I didn't know what I was looking at. No, the at.
0: Packers winning the way they did was a much bigger surprise. I, I thought it I was. The Cowboys were a much bigger favorite than the Browns I, I, were. The
3: Browns were on the road. To lose yeah. I, To lose 45-14, to 14, I know they were on the road yeah, a the lot. the
2: Packers won by a huge number, we'll 2 We'll come back to that. There's a lot on, on that bone. Just, yeah. not, not just this, but I thought in general, the playoff games, and if there's time, We'll talk about the two games today, well, there's only been one, one today, game so far. and one tonight. Yeah, you're right. The playoffs in general have
1: been pigs. The
2: first three games were I mean, Last terrible. night's game was really, really, really good. Great, yeah. But the first three
1: were absolutely unwatchable. Yeah, uh, Yeah, we'll get back to the Browns in one sec. There's no barbershop today. G. Bush is sick, which means he is uh, resting his voice. So, no barbershop today. Keep that in mind. But we'll have a barbershop later in the week. We'll have a behind-the-glass. Did anybody check watching, in on him Saturday? I was worried about Yeah, G. he did the post-game show. He was... It, okay. He was very open and adamant about the Texans absolutely beating the crap out of the Browns in every facet of the game, well, offensively, defensively, did. special teams, coaching, you name it. And he was very, uh, he took his lumps on the chin. He said he knows, and, and we know that his comments on Monday about the library card and stuff got back to the Texans' locker room. He uh, yeah. he was willing to eat it. He had receipts and actually read a few on the post-game show, so if you missed it, okay. feel free to go back and watch. But uh, G has the stomach bug. He sent us a doctor's note, so no. Who were his biggest, who did he blame most? Jim Schwartz. He, he was most on Jim Schwartz for just being completely that's uh, fair. Outmatched, outmatched and outclassed. And, and Bobby Slovak, the Texans' offensive coordinator, is going to get head coaching jobs. Oh, he's, he a head, he's a head a coach by oh. February. But and
0: his schemes Again, that's crazy completely that you get a, you're a head coach because you're a good play caller. It doesn't make any sense. I,
1: I will
2: say this, though, and you've probably heard this, too. Folks were high on him before what he's done here. Yeah. He comes from that ridiculous Washington coaching tree yeah. under Mike Shanahan that has produced... Four or five, not just head coaches, but great head coaches. Unlike ever. the rotten Belichick, Belichick tree. <laughs> yeah, Belichick can't even... Pre- I mean, his coaches get fired. One at- yeah, Belichick to Dallas? But I hope, that I hope he does,
0: because there's no way those two can coexist. Who? Uh, Belichick and Jerry Jones? Oh, oh, okay. I didn't think there did yeah, no my Yeah, There's no question. way they could coexist. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to be a disaster, so I hope it well, happens.
2: Well, they said yesterday, and I didn't know this to be true. Yeah. I, I'd never seen it personally, but... Uh, somebody had said it might have been Tarico or someone over the weekend. No, it was uh, Joe Buck. Um, said that they each have tremendous respect for one another and have had a great relationship for decades. Now, <laughs> you don't hire your friends and you don't hire your right. family. Um, and he ran out the only good coach he had who won him his championships, d- Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> Jimmy, he ran it. out, he fired Tom Landry, yeah, Jimmy Johnson, and Barry Switzer. Yeah, I didn't uh, think, not I, that Barry Switzer is that great, but yeah. he, he did win but at the Switzer, college Brady level and the NFL.
3: team. Yeah, but Barry I mean, Switzer's Larry Coker, they're they're one in the same. You know what? And that's he's, a really he, yeah, really, he, really, go really ahead, good Mike.
2: analogy. Although he won it in college, he was he was great. Yeah,
4: and and that that
2: was his. Yeah. Yeah. We'll when, talk when when Larry was at Miami, that wasn't stuff. Towards the end in
4: overtime, guys. A Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music.